episode of Gimme Danger Radio. I am your host, John Massel, coming to you from my uh, new office here in my apartment here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we turned our second bedroom into my office now that I'm working from home. So instead of broadcasting from my living room, I am now in a office, which is kind of nice. It might be a little echoey still, um, but what can you do? Anyway, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could uh, join me. Uh, it's been a bit of time from the last episode. Things have been kind of weird. Um, I'm getting ready to get married in a couple weeks, so we've been planning that. So we've been pretty busy on top of doing that and work. It's been crazy. Also, uh, I noticed, well, I should rewind this. I quit smoking grass because I noticed I wasn't having energy to do much of anything at all other than work and then smoke weed all night long. So I decided to stop doing that so I could have some energy to, you know, uh, do some creative things and one of the creative things that I love doing is the podcast and I noticed that that was kind of slipping So I decided to quit. It's been almost two weeks uh, It's been interesting. Uh, it was kind of up and down. I was a little irritable and depressed after I quit But it's starting to level out now and I'm kind of digging it. I'm kind of digging the no weed thing. It's great uh, I actually never really smoked weed until I moved out here to Portland, Oregon because back in Michigan, when I lived there, it was illegal, and I was like, I don't want to get caught with that. It's not what I want to deal with. So I never did. I didn't really start smoking, like I said, until I moved out here. So did it for a while. It turned out not to be fun anymore, so I quit. So hopefully, now that I have all this free time and a lot of energy to do things, I can get back into doing more episodes of the podcast. In the meantime, before we go into the show, I just want to say if you want to reach out to me, feel free to send me an email at gimmedangerradio at yahoo. Or you can shoot me a message at Gimme Danger Radio on Twitter or Instagram. I'm hoping to do more guest episodes. I know I've had a bunch of people on the list, and I kind of fell off of that list. I got to get back on it. Uh, Mike Taylor from the band's Page 99, Terminal Bliss, Pygmy Lush. He is hopefully going to be my next guest episode. Um, I just got to nail down a time that we can sit down and talk because our time differences kind of make it hard. Either way. Let's dig into the music. We're going to kick the show off with one of my favorite songs. I recently got done watching the Apple TV special, 1971, the year that music changed everything. And it had a pretty good segment about Mark Bolan and his band T-Rex. And I figured, what a better time to play a T-Rex song than now. It's kind of got that summer vibe to it. So here you go. Let's kick off the show with T-Rex's song, Hot Love, right here on Gimme Danger Radio. Uh-huh. But she ain't not with 
that was Bikini Kill with the song No Backrub from their 1996 LP, Reject All-American. The band would break up shortly after the tour for this record in 1997. Kathleen Hanna would go on to do the Julie Ruin, who put out a record in the 90s, and then eventually would put out full band records in the later 2000s. That band featured Kathy Wilcox, who played bass in Bikini Kill on bass, and that would lead to Bikini Kill reforming and playing shows, which they are doing this year. They're rescheduled from last year, obviously due to the pandemic. If you have a chance to go check them out, I highly suggest you do it. Kathy Wilcox, who played bass for Bikini Kill and who I just mentioned, was a member of a band called The Casual Dots, who were incredible. If you haven't heard their record, I suggest you check it out. She was also a member of a band called The Frumpies, which existed at the same time as Bikini Kill and played shows up until the 2000s, 2000 maybe. Um, That band also featured... um, Toby Vale on drums and Billy Karen, who were also in Bikini Kill. Toby Vale, she did a ton of side projects or side bands throughout the 90s. A lot to mention. So I'll just mention the things she did after the split of Bikini Kill. She did a band called Spider in the Webs and then did a band called Old Haunts, which released two records on Kill Rock Stars before breaking up in 2009. Guitarist Billy Karen, harder to find information on him, but I do know he was in a band called Ghost Mom. Worth your time to check out. Before Bikini Kill, we had X with the song Riding with Mary from their classic, classic third LP, Under the Big Black Sun. It was to be the second to last record produced by Ray Manzarek of The Doors. He would produce the follow-up, More Fun in the New World, but then the band would part ways. And honestly, I think after they after they parted ways with Ray, the records kind of suffered and went downhill a little bit until they put out a record last year called Alphabet Land, which is really great, and I suggest you check it out. Before X, we had Danzig with the song Am I Demon from his classic self-titled solo debut LP. It was also the first release on producer Rick Rubin's new label, Deaf American. Rick also helped co-found Def Jam Records with Russell Simmons. Um, Danzig 1, as it's known, is the most successful Danzig release solo release minus all the misfits and sam Hain stuff but solo release by danzig that there is there was four music videos filmed for it but they were never really aired on mtv if they were they were heavily edited and even if they were edited they were barely played they were played late night um and it was a bummer because i was really i was like eight years old when this came out and i was already obsessed with music and i really wanted to see the music video for am i demon and it never came on. I may, I think I maybe caught it once really late at night on MTV, but that was it. Uh, if you've never heard the solo Danzig record, I highly suggest you do it. It's really, really great. And then, of course, to kick the set off and the show off, we had T-Rex with the song Hot Love. Hot Love was released as a standalone single in 71, and it was followed by the great, great LP Electric Warrior. Uh, Mark Bolin, the lead singer of T-Rex, is... Uh, well, the whole group T-Rex, really, but it was what Mark Bolin was wearing when they played this song on England's Top of the Pops music show. Uh, he was wearing satin clothing and glittery makeup, and that kind of kicked off, or is what is known to kick off the glam rock movement, uh, which led to David Bowie, New York Dolls, etc., etc. So T-Rex, hugely important. If you've never heard the record Electric Warrior or any of the T-Rex records, I really suggest you check it out. Uh, they are all really great, especially Electric Warrior. I don't think there's a bad song on it. All right, we're going to move on, and we're going to kick off the next set with Black Midi, and the song's called John L. It's from their brand-new LP, Cavalcade, right here on Gimme Danger Radio. Gimme Danger Radio. 
limits protective from the crowd And the curtain is a patchwork of imitation vermilion And a red bar hangs over the throne that has been found This is a scene on Main Street when John 50 comes to town. Yes, this is a scene on Main Street when John 50 comes to town. Crowds of every age, creed, and gender are abound. Senor Kitsch sings kiss, detaining each attendee's sins. The first time anteaters lose themselves in the wings. With vigor they scratch red spots, overwhelmed by their king. In all the world, there's no escape from this infernal dim. In all the world, there's no escape from this infernal dim. The Chiral Bethlehem, from all boys and girls, come listen to these, my eternal words. Judge not who you see by whatever they may say, but by their round eyes, lips, ears, and curves. A man is his country, your country is you. All man is poor world, all good will come true. This words are heard on May Street when John 50 comes to town. Yes, these are the words of May Street when John 50 comes to town. The gargling non-song whips throng into frenzy The echoes of the crooning now cease to be heard No longer pale brunettes are broken in two And thrown to the snouts of the antidote crew John 50 is intolerant, his soapbox usurped His bone robe adorns the tree stumps of the earth No half of an army will last long before he Reads men who yearn for their own bloody glory
That was a scene on Main Street when John 50 came to town. Yes, that was a scene on Main Street when John 50 came to town.
that was the Night Marchers with the song I Want to Deadbeat You from their 2008 LP See You in Magic. The Night Marchers were formed in 2007 by Garwood and John Reese, formerly of the band Hot Snakes. Hot Snakes are now back together. They have since put out a record on Sub Pop uh, and have done touring. And it's pretty safe to say that Hot Snakes are officially full-fledged back. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Night Marchers. Night Marchers never really broke up. They never really announced a breakup, but they haven't done much since 2015. Earlier last year, John John Reese, the vocalist and guitar player of uh, the Night Marchers, released a single on his label Swami, which contained two songs that were outtakes from the All Is, All Is sessions. All Is, All Is was the band's last full length, their second and last full length. Uh, And that 7-inch came out uh, on Swami and the physical copy sold out very quickly, but you can stream the song still on any of the streaming platforms. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the Night Marchers, if they're going to do anything else with it, or if it's just kind of done now that Hot Snakes are back. But you never know in that world of Rocket from the Crypt, Hot Snakes, Drive Like Jehu, Night Marchers, anything's possible. I never thought Drive Like Jehu would get back together, and that happened, so who knows what can happen. Before the Night Marchers... We had Tar with the song Feel This. It was a single that was released on Chunklet Industries in 2012. Uh, Tar was a band that existed in Chicago from 1988 to 1995. They've released four full-length LPs, uh, a bunch of singles, um, and the collection LP uh, and a collection LP that was released by Chunklet in 2011. Not many people know who Tar are. Uh, I highly suggest you check them out. It's kind of hard to search on the streaming sites, so my suggestion to you is type in the words over and out, and that'll bring up their final full length, and then from there you can listen to all their full lengths and all their singles and that collection as well. Uh, They would play shows with the Jesus Lizard, Hammerhead, Unsane, you know, that ilk, the noise rock ilk. It's a, a really great band and really worth your time to check out. Before Tar, we had Big Boys, the classic and incredible big boys with the song no from their 1984 lp no matter how long the line in the cafeteria there's always a seat that would be the band's final lp uh, after they would split up they would all go their separate ways, uh, ways drummer ray wickersham would join ministry for a time um, and tim kerr would focus on art as well as be he was a member of numerous bands i can't remember a lot of the names so i forgive me i apologize uh, Randy Biscuit Turner eventually passed away, the lead vocalist, in 2005. Big boys don't get enough credit, as they should, I, d- I don't think. Um, they are responsible for introducing funk and soul into hardcore. Um, they get overshadowed for their contrib- contributions by a band that they influenced, known as the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that is unfortunate because the big boys are a far better and more awesome band than the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then, of course, to kick the set off, we had Black Midi with their song John L. from their fantastic new LP, Cavalcade. I had never heard of this band until the previous guest we had on, Dan Fisher, had told me about them. So I went online and watched a live from KEXP video of the band, recent one where they filmed it from home, and it blew my mind. Uh, And then I fell down a Black Midi wormhole. The band was formed in 2017 in London, and I think all the me- I think the oldest member in the band is maybe 23. They're all really young. It's really impressive. It's hard to nail down what kind of music they're doing. It's like punk, post-punk, jazz, noise rock. I don't know. 
it's just fantastic and they're incredible musicians and as a musician i am really into what they're doing all right we're going to move on with this show we're going to kick the next set off with a classic from public image limited from their 1981 lp flowers of romance and this song is called banging the door right here on gimme danger radio
ever done by anybody. Every great song by the Beach Boys, all the underground hits, all the modern lovers tracks. I heard you have a vinyl of every Niagara record on German imports. I heard that you have a white label of every seminal Detroit techno hit, 1985, 86, 87. I heard that you have a CD compilation of every good 60s cut and another black set from the 70s. I hear you're buying a synthesizer and an arpeggiator and throwing your computer out the window because you want to make something real. You want to make a jazz record. I hear that you and your band have sold your guitars and bought turntables. I hear that you and your band have sold your turntables and bought guitars. I hear everybody that you know is more relevant than everybody that I know. Situation moving through the doorway. I've been 
That was Depeche Mode with the song Nothing from their LP Music for the Masses, which was released in 1987. Music for the Masses is kind of more known as the record that came out before Violator than it is for anything else. It's a fantastic record on its own, but it's really overshadowed by the record that followed it. But it is kind of cool to see the progression of Depeche Mode and to where they were going. And Music for the Masses is that record that is that, you know, first push towards what they were going to do on Violator and songs of faith and devotion and everything that followed. Um, it's funny, the title of the record, Music for the Masses, is an inside joke from the band. Martin Gore was interviewed once saying that a producer of theirs said that they should make more commercially viable music. And little did they know, only a few short years after the release of mu- Music for the Masses, they would be doing that in a way they could never imagine on the LP Violator. Before Depeche Mode, we had Yaz with the song Situation from their 1982 classic record, Upstairs at Eric's. I don't, it's hard to say, it's a, cla- it's a, it's a classic is for sure, but it's more than that. It's, it was like a, it was like a bomb in dance music and house music and any kind of, you know, club music in general. Um, that record or them in general, not just that record, but the single that came out before it, or the singles that came out before the release of the LP, all kind of really were the first of its kind to combine the synth new wave sound with a soulful bluesy vocal, which would end up going on to influence loads of dance music that followed in its wake. Um, Vince Clark, the founding one of the founding members of Yaz, was also a co-founding member of Depeche Mode. He left Depeche Mode after the release of their first LP, Speak and Spell, to form Yazoo with Alison Moya. It's known as Yazoo in the UK and Yaz here in the States. Um, what else do I want to say about Yaz? Um, let's see here. Uh, there, how everything kind of happened is he had this song that he had written. Uh, he had only you written. Uh, the music for it and Allison wrote the lyrics to it and they recorded it as a demo and they weren't really sure if Mute was going to be into it but they played the song Only You for Mute and they loved it so they released it as a single and it became way bigger than anybody could imagine so of course Mute was like you need to give us an LP so they recorded upstairs at Eric's again if you've never heard that record you should really check it out it's super good and then they did a follow-up record called You and Me Both but the band split up shortly after its release. Uh, internal tensions broke the band up, and that was it. Yaz was like quick flash in the pan, two records, a few singles, and done. They reformed in 2008 for a short run of uh, shows and uh, eventually put a box set out of everything that they had, singles, remixes, the two LPs. Um, yeah, like I said, if you have never heard Yaz, I highly suggest you check it out. And before Yaz, we had LCD Sound System with the song Losing My Edge. This was released as a standalone single in 2002. Uh, the story behind it is kind of funny. After years of, of James Murphy being in Go Nowhere kind of punk bands, he decided to start DJing in clubs. And when he was DJing in clubs, he was playing, you know, Can, ESG, Black Flag, uh, Yaz, Depeche Mode, like combining everything that he loved and people were really digging it because it wasn't really a thing someone was doing in New York at the time. But then as it started to catch on, he noticed that other DJs were kind of doing it. So he decided to write a song about how he was losing touch with being cool and, you know, everybody, the younger kids coming up behind him and, you know, taking his spot. So he wrote Losing My Edge. 
he was at the time just starting his label DFA and he decided to call his project LCD Sound System. He wanted to release Losing My Edge as a single. His partners at the label thought he was crazy and uh, they were embarrassed for him for the song, uh, but it ended up being a massive hit and it kickstarted one of the biggest careers in music in the last 20 years, easily. Uh, before LCD Sound System, we had Public Image Limited. They kicked off this set with the song Banging the Door from their classic 1981 LP, The Flowers of Romance. Uh, Keith Levine, the guitarist of P, uh, Public Image Limited at the time, said that this was probably the most uh, least commercially viable record ever delivered to a record company. And I could see that at the time there was no traditional, there were fairly traditional rock in instruments on the record. It's mostly percussion and vocals with some synths. There's some bass here and there, but there's hardly any guitar. It's just a very percussion driven record it's a weird trippy uh kind of mesmerizing record but it's definitely the oddball out in their catalog the records that preceded it uh were uh more kind of post-punky had that kind of like gang of four dub kind of feel to it uh, but this record was a complete left left turn left field move it's actually my favorite out of all the public image limited records um, for how kind of hypnotic it is, um, but some people, you know, it's not their thing. All right, moving on, we're going to kick the next set off with a great live version of the song China Girl that David Bowie did back in 1999 when he did his VH1 Storytellers. Uh, it's really cool. Starts off with a very cool story about him and David Bowie back in Berlin. Um, so yeah, here it is. David Bowie, China Girl, right here on Gimme Danger Radio. Iggy Pop and I, uh, were a couple of very naughty boys who went to Berlin to learn how to be good. Or was I watching the Travel Channel? Can't remember. <laughs> oh, it's so 20th century when a commercial gets a round of applause. <laughs> well, I remember one, one morning after a particularly mischievous night out, we both met up at a, a coffee bar that we used to frequent and discussed the uh, doings of the night before. And uh, Iggy, or Jim, related most extraordinary events. He said that he'd been to a punk club. Um, it was the anniversary of the building of the wall, that you must remember. And he went to a, a punk club that were holding an anniversary party and they built an entirely accurate replica of the Berlin Wall. And at the stroke of midnight, 50 savage, demented punks leapt on this wall and tore it to pieces with their mouths and teeth and fists. Smash, smash. But he said it was the aftermath that was the most affecting because there were, after all this had happened, they demolished the wall. There were small groups of them standing around in the corners, pitifully crying, tears streaming down their faces. I thought that was an incredibly moving thing and a real memory of, of Berlin, the Berlin that I knew at the time anyway. This is a song that I wrote with Jim at around that time. Um, and I guess this one is also sort of about invasion and exploitation. Take it away, Mike. 
Quickly, better get off while it's going good. Stars are 
That was Leg with the song Hand Me My Award from their self-titled 7-inch, which came out in 2001 on Half a Day Records. There is, like, literally zero information to give you about this band. Um, Even when I bought this 7-inch when it came out, it was pretty hard to find out anything about them. They were supposed to play a few times in Lansing, and I don't think they ever showed up to the shows that they were scheduled to play. I think their vehicle broke down a few times. Maybe they played once at the Ghetto Diaper. Um, and I wasn't there, but I honestly think none of the shows that they were scheduled to do happened uh, because of, you know, issues with traveling and getting to where they needed to go. So I don't really have a lot of information other than that this 7-inch is incredible. Uh, the songwriting on it is really, really good. Um, the musicianship is not the greatest and the recording's not the greatest, but the songs are what make it really, really great. Uh, you can find copies of it on Discogs for like three dollars still so it's worth your time to get one uh, a really great record what i do know is matt Cath- cathcart who is i think the vocalist and guitarist of the band would go on to be in nana griswold the door keys giant bags of weed and a band called landlord but literally that's all the information i could find on leg before leg we had hoover with the song shut from their great 
1994 release on Discord, The Lurid Transversal of Route 7. Hoover was a band based in D.C. for only the shortest period of time, from 1992 to 1994. They released one full-length on Discord and a handful of, full, uh, handful of EPs. One of those was a split with the band Lincoln, which is considered one of the best split EPs, I think, out of the underground punk movement. Uh, it's worth your time to check out, too. You can find that on YouTube streaming or, um, you know, you could get a copy on Discogs for pretty cheap, I think, still. Uh, members of Hoover would go on to do the bands June of 44, The Crown Hate Ruin, Regulator Watts, and Radio Flyer, just to name a few. If you've never heard of Hoover or any of the bands I just mentioned, worth your time to check them all out. They are all great. Before Hoover, we had Iggy Pop with the song Passenger. I figured since I played David Bowie to start off the set with a song that him and Iggy Pop wrote when they were living in Berlin in, in the 70s, I should follow it with one of Iggy's songs from that same time period. So this comes off his second full length from the year 1977 that was produced by David Bowie. Uh, the name of the LP is Lust for Life, and this song is on it, The Passenger. It's really great. It's all about him traveling around with David Bowie as a passenger. Uh, he didn't have a license, so he couldn't drive, so he was the passenger always. So it's kind of just his insight on being that guy at that time in Berlin with David Bowie. Uh, and then, of course, to kick the set off, we had David Bowie's version of China Girl, a song that he wrote with Iggy Pop, uh, and that was released on Iggy Pop's first solo LP called The Idiot in 1977. And then David Bowie would make China Girl a huge hit in 1983 when it was released on his LP, Let's Dance. So we are at the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out and listening to some tunes with me and listening to me stumble over my words and talk. If you want to get a hold of me, again, please feel free to send me a message at Gimme Danger Radio at Yahoo or shoot me a message on Instagram. Either way, I'll get back to you if I can. I'm trying my best, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, next week, I might have a guest. I might not. Next week, I might just play some more tunes, but we'll see. I hope everybody found what you were looking for yesterday at Record Store Day. Hopefully, I didn't. I had to send a message to some friends of mine who run a great record store in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Vertigo Music. I highly suggest you check them out if you're in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area or just go online and find them on Discogs and buy some records for them. They're really great. So shout out to Brandon, Mike, and Damien and Herm over at uh, Vertigo for helping me out yesterday find the Engine Kid box set, which was impossible to find here in Portland and also two Brainiac releases, which I really wanted. Again, both impossible to find. So I'm lucky I have friends that work at a great record store. So I thank them again. Again, check them out, buy records from them, support them, because they, I think, are one of the best record stores, if not the best record store in America, easily, I think. And I'm not just saying that because they hooked me up with some things. They have really great prices. The selection's always killer. Those dudes know what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to leave you with a song from, you know, I'm not even going to tell you, you're going to know what it is as soon as it starts. So thanks for joining me on Gimme Danger Radio. I look forward to playing songs for you next week. Hope everybody has a good week. Uh, yeah. See you soon.
been in my dreams Just some ugly 